Hello and welcome to Springboard of Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran. Welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard led by Comfort. This is your most inspirational show and the point where the greatest minds in the world converge. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Ratio Foundation and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the Enterprise Group, with support from our media gurus, the multimedia group and the graphic communications group. So, the past month has been absolutely phenomenal in the engine room with frontliners in various fields trying to explore the what, the why, the where, the whom, the how, the hidden parts of their lives you don't get to see when they stand on stage or they ply their craft just to encourage somebody starting out there that it can be done and these are the principles you need to follow. So far we've had Diana Hamilton, Israel Lai, Ajiti Annan, and then Anita Eskin on the show. Today, a very fine young man I really admire on the set with me and in the studios with me. The first time I saw him, I was a judge for MTN Heroes of Change, and he sang at the final. I said, this guy has a unique talent. He would go on to win seven nominations at the Ghana Music Awards in 2019, a couple of years later, and then in the very next year, win the Artist of the Year and High Life Artist of the Year. By now, you know who I'm talking about. The one and only Kwame Eugene. Kwame, let's see you. Good to see you, Rob. I like your name, Kwame Eugene. Yeah. The first night I saw you at the National Theatre Conference Center, I said, this guy has a very unique talent. And mm -hmm. I'm happy for you that you've come so far. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know you are quite young, but... Did you think that you would go into music in this big way when you were growing up? Um, I knew I was going to do mu music definitely because I mean I had a gift for it, and if I sing, people were like, "Oh, you have something." But I mean, I was a young boy who was being nurtured in Fadama, and it's not easy in Fadama. So my whole plan was how to get my my craft to be heard, even if I'm from Fadama. That was that was my whole mission. Tell me about growing up in Fadama. Was it rough? It was super rough. It was <laughs> I like that. Super rough. It was super rough. I mean, it's, it's, it's Fadama. There's gambling. There is, I mean, there, there is hardness. There is hardship. There is, there is um, rowdiness. I mean, there, I mean, anything, anything. Just, it's just Fadama. And that is where I come from. So growing up in Fadama was a bit rough. But then again, I was raised by a, a, a strong uh, mom. My mom's, Thing is, your business is my business. Your right. well-being is my well-being. So very engaging. Yes, if if you're going wrong, I'm going wrong with you, and I make sure I bring you back on point. Right. So being raised by a difficult and a strong mom from Farama is actually what helped me to emerge from there. What, in your opinion, was the biggest deposit of thought that your mother made in you? What was her philosophy? Of thought. I think it is about. Um, first, God first, man will follow. Mm. And the second one was make everything work. That is if it can work. Make everything work. That if is it can if work. it can work. Help me to understand that okay. and how it has influenced you. So she used to go by make it work if it can work. Because I think 
her house today where she's living in, she started with she started investing in the house with fifteen Ghana cities. Just fifteen cities. And today she owns a house. Even though I mean God being so good, I blew up quite early to help her to complete it. But she started with fifteen Ghana cities, which was a motivation within it inspired me like okay, if she can start a whole house with fifteen cities, that means if I start something and I believe it is possible to be able to be done, I can do it. That is her policy. If you, you know it can be done, make sure you finish it. So I apply it in everywhere I am. Even when I'm putting music together, I, 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 I can actually estimate how long and how big I want this music to go. So I put in my all. If I want it to be accepted in certain areas, I have, I have to go find some key words that I'll put it in there so that it can be accepted everywhere in those places. Because if it can be done, why not do it? And that was directly a result of your mom's influence. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. What's her name? Let's celebrate it. What's her name? She's Juliana Enima Mafu. Madam Juliana Enima Amwafu. Yeah. Mafu. Mafu. That's my surname. M-A-R-F-O. Right. We, we, we thank God for her life and for, for who she she has been to you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about music growing up. You said you always thought you would do music. Yeah. What was the first encounter in music? Um, I think, I mean, you know, the normal, the regular Ghanaian singing in the bathroom is, is always our first encounter. You know? <laughs> we all think we are perfect singers in the bathroom. So, aside from there, my mom used to say, anyway, I want to, who the call talent to Uncle we She used to say wow. that. Yes. She used to say that when I'm taking a shower because I, I would sing the, I would sing throughout. But I think the first encounter was at church. I'm from, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Presbyterian. So we had something among our presbytery where musical groups from, I mean, churches, locals will go together in one church and we will all sing. And my local was being one. So I presented Karis Congregation from New Fadama and I was performing and it was so nice. People were so happy to an extent that the stage actually collapsed. The stage collapsed. Like, no, everybody was, was in the mood. Everybody was in the mood, but we forgot, I mean, probably the stage was, or, or, I mean, was weaker than all of us standing on it, and it collapsed. People started saying, hey, come and come to the stage, no, come and come to the stage, no, so I think it started from there, and I, I got quite popular in church, in the, in the presbytery, so I started being invited to churches to perform and all, but then again, that help to leave the ghetto wasn't there, because... It was important for me to, I mean, find myself. That's what was the most important. And I needed, I needed some leverage. I needed some validation. And it comes with money. It comes with funds. And that was what I was just waiting for. So God being so good, finally met my label. And they, they did a lot of investments for me. And I'm here today. Let's explore the, the hit maker. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's designed for people like you. You have the talent, nobody knows you, you are mm-hmm. hiding somewhere yeah. and they say, listen, even if you don't have a label, if you, don't, if you have nothing, just come out there and then just do it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a, I, I still think it's one of the beautiful things that MTN has done. It's, but it's beautiful. Help me to find out how did you hear about it and what was the experience like competing on that, on that platform? I think I, I first saw the MTN Himeka on TV and that was two years ago even before I joined MTN Himeka. Um, we saw it on TV and I was like, yo, it's an icon competition. I think then I was 18, 17, 18. 
Yes, and I think I was I was so young for the show. Because I saw people on that very moment were quite older. And you know Ghana when you are so little people don't take you serious. So I had to wait two more years to prepare myself very well for the hitmaker. And I waited that two more years and I mean I, I, I went for auditions, I was picked and from there that's where everything the shooting starts I I mean launching itself. So you so you heard about a hitmaker in your teens but you just couldn't go your teens. Yeah, but I was I was just too young for it. I had to wait two more years. But do you think if you had gone at the time you'd have won? I don't think so. I don't think so because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be because maybe somebody will do better than me. It would just be because after leaving a reality show at the age of probably seventeen, eighteen years, my possibility of making it than somebody who is I mean of age to be a star in Ghana here, you know, because our system is not like, I mean, the worst thing, how their system, I mean, you can be Justin Bieber and blow up at the age of 16. People blow up 17, 18, 19. But here in Africa, you need to be of age to be able to be a star in this country. I think, then again, I was, I can still even say I was the youngest artist ever to emerge in Ghana at my age. Because I had Angela when I was just 19 years old. Oh, was, was that your, was that it? Was Angela the turning point in your life? Yes. Tell me about it. Angela, Angela, Angela made me who I am. Angela, I mean, I, 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 I first had my flight tickets because of Angela. Somebody had to fly me all the way from here to UK to come sing Angela for his wife. Oh, really? Was yeah, yeah. Called, was it was, was, was a wedding. Was the wife called Angela? Yes, the wife was called Angela. Chelly. Were James and Angela. They flew me all the way to learning to come sing Angela for the woman. Wow. And, and I think it was it was one of the few times I ever bought a plane and it was it was an amazing feeling. I just think like, yo, me this. <laughs> so Angela was a turning point for me. It made me. So but, but was Angela the song that you, you sang at Hitmaker? No 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 I, I never released Angela. I wrote Angela after I got signed. I sang a Bayeye um um I mean some old songs and I did some renditions from other um, popular songs out there. But then again, I didn't sing Angela there. Angela was after I was signed by Linkson Stadium. Right. So, so you got signed, you sang Angela and then the world was like boom. boom. Like, who is this young boy? And by, by then, Ghana was in, we weren't new to small boys blowing up this big. It was just, I mean, an adults. Let me, let me put it that way. And I was I, I would say I was the first young boy at that age to blow up that big to go international. Yeah, because when, when I came, it was it was a circle yes, Atawali, Stoneboy, Kwabna, Kwabna. I'm just curious about what inspires your creativity. Some people write songs, wake up in the middle of the night with a, a line or a verse. Do you play instruments? Almost all. Almost all the Almost instruments. All the tell, tell us about it. I play, I play guitar. I play the bass guitar, I play, I play the drums, I play the keyboard, I play the trumpet as well. I play, um, I play the harmonica as well. What? I play a bit of... Bass guitar, drums, keyboard. Yes. Harmonica. Yes. I play a bit of flute. Oh. How do you learn all these instruments? Music has been my life. I think that is the secret. Music has just been my life. I've been all about music all my life. It's, it's always music for me. So I didn't even have time to, I've not, I've not had time to do proper clubbing and partying, yeah. I've spent all my time learning. 
so when knowing all these instruments, mm -hmm. if you are composing a song, yeah. like let's say Angela, you take a guitar, start strumming it, and then as you strum it, I I I I, I learned a bit of guitar, and one of my regrets in life is not following that that passion. <laughs> Why is I, I deceived her because when I was coming to propose to her, I played a guitar. ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ、ウェイ
for James and Angela at their wedding. Charlie, if your name is Angela, you know what to do when you have a wedding. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, so that the, name, the name will go in different directions and then and then so, so you compose based on on different things, how you feel, what you are thinking. Are there some that come by inspiration? Yeah, a lot. A lot. I mean, Obiato, I was inspired one day. With Obiato, I was inspired one day with how my song gets reception when it's out there. Because people literally can sing my song from beginning to end. How does it make you feel? It makes me feel good. It makes me feel inspired. Mm. Okay, I'm actually doing something good. And it makes me go back to see my lyrics. So I'll probably not put, sorry to say, Chad there to lead people. Because I, I figured a lot of people listen to me. So let's talk about lyrics. Mm-hmm. You, you, are you the kind who says, because, are you saying that because your fans pay attention so much to your lyrics, mm-hmm. you are careful about what you put in your songs? I'm saying? very careful. You don't I'm sing profane? I'm, I'm very, very careful because... I have all kinds of people listening to my music. I have really old people, very old people listening to my music. I've had videos of old women saying, I've had young people sing my music and I've, I've seen very, very little people um, um, vibing to my music and it makes me really think deep when I'm putting lyrics together. How it's, it's, is this going to affect people out there? Is it going to have good effects or bad effects on people out there? And I try as much as possible to make um, um, the good side of every lyrics that I put out there much bigger and higher than, I mean, how much playful or maybe irrelevant things I'll put in the music. So I try as much as possible to put a message in there. So every music that I put out there has message. I don't just put message there. I try as much as possible. As much as possible. I mean, it's not easy to try and put message in every music you put out there. But then again, I think if this is music and it's it's my kind of way to kind of evangelize, that is what I focus on doing because evangelize. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's evangelism. I mean, really spreading word. Tell me about that. I'm a pastor, so you use words like that. You got me excited. Yes. So you think music is evangelism? Music is evangelism. It's a spreading word. I think it's even moved faster than how uh, how you can go door to door to talk to people about something. So what kind of word? I mean, are you spreading good morals? Are you spreading societal transformation? Are you spreading the the, the, the word of God? When you say music is evangelism and it's more effective, tell mm-hmm. me about it. I'm very curious. It's it's more effective because, like I said earlier on, music is waves. And waves goes far. I mean, how, how high can you scream? But speakers can go higher than a human voice. And, and radio can spread a lot of message at a very particular time. And that's what music does. So if music is being played at weddings, being played at engagements, churches, everywhere, that is spreading a message. So it depends on what kind of music that is being played. That is where you derive the kind of message that is being sent from. So, so, so do you see yourself as an evangelist? I see myself as an evangelist, one that spreads good morals. Wow. I put good morals out there. Because so, when I keep telling you, if you wish me well, I'll wish you well. This is a message telling you that once you, you wish somebody that's close to you well, it, it, it enhances them being able to wish you well as well. That is where the enthusiasm comes from because you are wishing the person well. I mean, I don't know, Papa, who are you, sir? Then I have to start thinking about him too. That is 
hand go hand come. That is wish me work. So do you do you wrap extempore as well? Do you do you do you wrap extempore? I'm, I'm just curious about the various dimensions of music. I didn't get a chance to pursue. I, I sang a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do a lot of gospel? So much. I was I was I'm, I've, I've been a church boy all my life. I was I was born in a church and so. Gospel, yeah, I've been, I've been. So I was singing gospel as well when I was mm-hmm. when I was in secondary school as so when I was singing in a group called Calvary Road, and we used to do evangelism. And you call yourself an evangelist, so we have two things in common: we are both singing gospel, and we are both we are both evangelists, mm-hmm. as it were. But I'm just curious, so about the various dimensions of music, do mm-hmm. you? Can you rap extempore? Like, do you? Is that part of your genre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's anything that sounds good for. The, the the sound I'm hearing at a very particular time. If you call me for a feature, it depends on what beat you play for me. Like, example, Happy Day with Sarkodie. He sends me the song with a rap. It's a beautiful brand new day. I figured, you know, let me, let me, this, with this whole concept, let me do something that is talking about praising God. Right. Because he's done some for us and we need to appreciate it. So I'm saying, everybody, give glory. Yes, so Father, why me? I'm saying, I mean, why all this lap? It's the give you praise So I'm saying take your, your praise because you deserve it. I'm giving you praise. That's why I want you to come and take your praise. I forget the rap with the rap is doing it will, it will do good when I put kind of a gospel chorus on it. I did and I did a different thing for um, or, or, um because of his message so if the message calls for me putting some raps in there I think I'll do it since I have the talent to do it because the, the pace at which a rapper can express himself is actually always enough than a singer because I mean when you go to a musical school they teach you with, 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 with music singing and rap goes with loops but what comes with singing is, if you sing every four bar, you can even spend singing four bar with just four messages. Because one bar explains one message. When I come back from this break, I'm going to find out about education. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out about the technical aspects of music. Mm-hmm. And then find out about the part that people, if they knew, they wouldn't even say they want to be singers. I'm just enjoying Kwame Eugene. There's something about him that is very compelling. And I could do this all day long. And he's telling us about growing up in a tough ghetto in Fadaman and, and singing in the Presbyterian church and the day he sang and the stage collapsed. This is too good. I'm telling you. We'll go for a break and Nicole will tell us about patience. And when I come back, I'll find out from him how patience has brought him where he is. And we also get a message from our sponsors, including MTN, that gave him the platform to become the hit maker that he is today. Please don't go away. Nicole, take it, take it up. Patience. A study published in the Harvard Business Review showed that about 90% of participants said their restraint or patience was an asset in terms of fulfilling their long-term goals for career success. Having a long-term perspective helps to make deliberate choices that are aligned to your purpose. Restraint helps to prevent career burnout and exhaustion. As Coach John Wooden says, Worthwhile accomplishments and acquisitions take time. The better the reward, the more time it takes to acquire. Here are three ways to develop patience. One, think with purpose. Two, think long term. 
Three, reflect on situations. Our question for today is, is the ladder you are climbing leaning against the right wall? What must you do differently? Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead, feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From football fans. To football star. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we are poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From tabletop trader to supermarket owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties, so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. <laughs> Education is important, but even more important is social skills. What the Springboard Virtual University gives you is social skills. It helps you to navigate this life. And sets you apart. Be street smart. Tune in to the Springboard Virtual University. Hi, this is Diana Hamilton and you're listening to Springboard, your virtual university. Stay tuned. Hello. I have some great news for you out there. The month of August is Central Aid Month as we commemorate 33 years of ICGC's flagship educational intervention supporting brilliant but needy students throughout their education. And I'm honored to have in the studios Dr. Albert Benjamin Roxon III, Executive Director of Central Aid. Dr. Roxon, good to see you. Good to see you, sir. What's new at Central Aid this year? What's new is that we are asking everybody who has benefited from ICGC's Education Scholarship over the past 33 years to just tell us their story. When they applied for the scholarship, why they did, and over the years, the impact that scholarship has made in their lives. What do you hope to achieve with this publication? We want to compile all into a catalogue and to share, to inspire others to know that there's always help uh, and inter an, an intervention, uh, especially from the church. Is there any incentive for people who send these stories in? Yes, exciting prizes for exciting stories that we receive. How do beneficiaries apply? Well, they visit centralaid.centralgospel.com 
and upload their stories there. Wow. And that's simply what it takes. If you're listening and you are a beneficiary of Central AIDS Scholarship throughout the years, just upload your story by going to centralaid.centralgospel.com and the world will know what God has done, is doing, and will do with your life. God bless. Welcome back to Springboard, a virtual university brought to you by the Springboard Racial Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, UMB Bank, the enterprise group with support from the Graphic Communications Group. On Tuesday in the Graphic, just find in the Graphic Business a transcription of this entire interview and find out about the life and times of my guest for tonight, the fascinating Kwame Eugene. I saw this young man and I said, this young man has talent and he has proved me far more than right. Kwame, before we went on a break, Nicole spoke about patience in the, in the segment that she spoke about. How has patience worked out in your... Is it something that you've had to exercise in, in, in honing your craft? I think um, to to be able to go on with this kind of craft that I'm involved in, you have to. Patience is a key point. Patience is actually a key point because you can't you you can't do this thing without patience. Mm. It's you need to apply it everywhere. I mean, in your interviews, in your appearances, performances, in everywhere, your exposures, everything. It comes with patience. So it's, it's, it's what makes us who as artists. Yeah. Are there things that you learned, let's say, 10 years ago that you never got a chance to use and you had to wait until 10, 12 years' time before you got to use them? Learned. Talking about patience, I mean, like... Um, no, 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 not yet. So are there, songs you, are there songs that you wrote long time ago and you ended up publishing it, probably, or recording it? Songs? Okay, with songs. If you're talking about songs, I think I have quite a number of them I, I, I wrote when I was in high school. But I didn't get the opportunity to release them. Are you likely, I'm, still are you likely, not, I'm still not getting the opportunity to release them. Are you likely to release some of them one day? I'm sure. But just because music is evolving. And, and it doesn't stay like it was before. Right. You know, I do highlight music. I've been, right. I've been highlight artists of the year in the country for four years in a row. Wow. Yes. And me being the highlight artist of the year for four years in a row, still my music doesn't sound like a robot. Adolfo yeah, or Amachi yeah. Dede or, or Lidodo. We try as much as possible to make it sound a bit like them so that we, we can't go wayward from how life, I mean, the authentic how life music that people see it. But then again, music is evolving. It, it changes. So with time, you have no option than to do what is trending. Else, you have to go play your music to, uh, um, I mean, those of that age to listen to it. And now, with streaming numbers, we have to do what the young people want. That's how we can, we can get food. So before we came on there, you were playing one of these traditional old-time gospel yeah. songs they play at funerals and events and so on. And you were singing it very, very fluently and saying mm-hmm. it was a favorite. I was trying to remember what song it was. It was one of those. I haven't so many. I think it was... Uh, yeah. So well, that, that, that's old school. Super old, old school. school. Very old school. Very, very old music. school. You still listen to them? A lot. A yes. lot. I actually listen to them all the time. I listen to them more than the, the, the music um, that, that I've been recorded these days. 
what do you listen to them for inspiration just for for taking yourself away from from the kind of music that is being played today i i don't want to go away from the kind of music that's being played today but the thing is they have they, they have a different way of presenting their message that i think it's so brilliant they have they just have a different way of presenting their message they, they go into details about what they are talking about. Right. So their music is like a prayer. A story. How is it like a story? I, say, I, I see it as a prayer. Right. Because um, um, I, I remember when we used to be in, in Fadama. My mom wakes up every dawn and pray. And she would pray, she would sing those songs. But when she's cooking out there, you can tell with regards to the kind of prayer point. I mean, she was talking to God about, it leads to that kind of song she's singing when she's, she's probably washing or cooking in the morning. Because I was there when she was praying, and she go like, eh, I don't be a queen, be my queen, my queen. Yeah, that, that used to be her prayer. And it, it wasn't easy. It took her a long while for her to survive. And we, are, we were all trying to strive together in Fadama then. When, after praying, you just come and sit down and start sing, singing a song like I didn't what And the song is very detailed to an extent that it explains her prayer points. Right. Because she's been praying about this same thing for a long time. And it looks like it's not being answered. So she's singing, I mean... So, there's a third song that you are describing. Mm-hmm that the lyrics were influenced by your mother either something she said to you something she prayed about this is not my song this is uh, Reverend Asumeni and T.Y. Right. song oh ok so that it explains, connects to you. it explains the kind okay. of prayers she's praying so the reason why I'm so attached to the old um, um, the old kind of gospel is because their presentation explains more and it's like a prayer if, if you can if you can know the words conch like that you don't even have to pray you can just say it it's, it's like a whole prayer that's that's just why i like that beautiful yeah beautiful how many days hours years of preparation do you need to be able to release a good hit song what, what kind of i don't think with with a hit song you need you need um, um maximum time of preparation you don't need preparation when it comes to time because you can put music together today release it today and it will go as far as you will never imagine but you need preparation on how to release it mm. where to release it the funds to release it so it's not how long you, you have to put the song together mm. okay. you can put the song together today and release it today we've had songs where we just we didn't prepare for it like I have one big song it's one of my biggest songs in the UK Akushika I recorded the song in the studio and we just I was there so we just put it on the album. Before we realized it was the biggest song in in, in the African uh, fraternity in the UK. So like Akushika, like I was saying, um uh, defines the fact that it's not about how long you prepare the song. It's about how well you prepare how to release the song. The venue, the location. The location where to release it, the funds for it. I find that sometimes a person can release a song. One of, one of the big arguments I used to have with my friend, the late Danny Netty. Danny Netty? Yes. I used to have a lot of debates with him about music. We traveled to 
to Nigeria, to Gambia on the Springboard show, and he composed a theme song for Springboard. And so we will sit into the night and discuss music. And I used to ask him questions about why, at that time, a particular Nigerian artist had released a song that had just two words. He talked about four bar music and so on. The song had just two words. And it became a hit on the continent. And I was wondering why songs that had all the complexity and the lyrics and the bridge and the descants and the everything were not making it. This person with just one chorus was just making it. And I was wondering, is that is that a style of music appreciation? It's just, it's like it's like what I said earlier on. Music is evolving, and and what is happening is people have less time these days. Okay. They have less time to see whatever plenty lyrics you are putting together. So they want, I mean, people want to do things the quick way these days. So you need to try as much as possible to summarize everything you have. So if, if now music, music used to be five minutes, six minutes. Now music is two minutes. Right. Music lasts for just two minutes. It used to be six minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. I mean, Sometimes I'm actually they had 15 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes. But now music is two minutes. As far as you can go is three minutes. So how do you hold the audience spellbound in three minutes? What's the secret? Yes, so you, you summarize everything, like I said earlier on. You have to summarize the message you want to tell them, put it together, make it very snappy. Because now people don't have time. And they are being, they, they, we are having a lot of musicians every single day. People are changing their mind because they think they have the talent and the ability to sing all the time. And people want to do music all the time now. So we are getting more musicians like before. And now... Um, um, having a, me- a medium to do music is, is not difficult. I mean, now I, I can produce my music on my tablet. First, when I, when I used to be in Fadama, I had to gather money, go buy speaker, go buy amp, and go buy microphone and all. But now, you can just have your microphone, sound card in your bag, and you can have all the softwares on a, a tablet like this. And you can do everything. You can produce your music. And I, th- I remember I wrote my Rockstar album on, on a tour to UK. So when Going I, back when and I forth. Rockstar, you say what? Africa number one. Beautiful. We didn't come here to play. <laughs> and you were going on a tour to UK. Now what happened? Yes, I was, I was on a tour to UK and I was writing my whole album on, in a plane. Because now I can produce on my laptop. My, my MacBook will do everything for me. When I get to the hotel, I have my sound card and my... my, my microphone in the bag i just mount like that have my beat by jay put it on i can record get everything done and i can send it to somebody in ghana to mix it so now um, um, the the availability to music is so frequent in 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 our current society there's there's a recording studio in every two blocks every corner every area i mean yeah so now people are doing music and we don't have time to listen to one person for six minutes. That is what's happening. If music is so accessible, mm-hmm. if the tablets have made it so easy, yeah. why are so many burden musicians trying to break through and struggle? Still underground. Yes. Help us to understand. It is because the bigger it gets, the more... The, the, the more it, 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 it allows people to sieve the music down. If you get what I mean. Now, people need to sieve it down. They have to wear which one they prefer. 
Okay. And that's where the difficulty comes in. Like so a, now, like to, to be able to make it in the music industry, you have to be extremely talented. It's not like before. You can sing, join a band, and before you realize, you're a band leader and you start doing music. If you can bear witness with me, it used to be like that. A lot of... Um, um, I think it, it was before I was born, but with experience and a few things I've read, most of our, our big celebrities used to be band leaders. Do you get it? Right. So you can start from a church, lead a band before you realize you, 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 you go record your own song, then you, you become a celebrity. But now, because it is everywhere, we have to accept the best. And it's difficult to get the best because now everybody is doing it. If, if you go to probably a university that has, um, um, let's say, 100 people, you can get 20 people who think they can be musicians. So, to, so many more people are trying to play. People craft. are trying it's to because people like you who have succeeded so much in a short yes, time. That is why you need to be extremely talented, or you should have some favor. Some people have, just have some favor. The song may not be the best song in the world, but then again, it goes everywhere. What kind of favor are you talking about? Oh, a lot of people have favor that I probably won't, don't want to mention names. Right. But then again, you can tell. Oh, is this it, is song it favor in terms of contacts with the right people? Is it favor in terms of God's blessings? What kind of it's favor in terms of God's blessings. I mean, uh, um, meeting the right people to put your music on is about whom you know. I don't think that is favor. That that is that that is friendship. Okay. But I'm talking about the favor of God that you just have some divine blessing that if you put the song there, regardless of the song being the the noisiest song in the world, it will still blow and get to every corner. People are doing music you you call a new band me. But then again, it's being played everywhere. And that's what I'm talking about. Right. Let me ask about education. Yeah. You grew up in Fadama. Yes. Were you schooling? I was schooling. I I was in Salvation Army Senior High School, then I moved there to Accra to come complete senior high school. And from there I had to go study music at the um and from studying music, I did my diploma in studying music, which I want to do my master's soon. What was the direction of your formal education at first before you studied? It was, it was I mean, how every regular Ghanaian boy would go to the nursery, from nursery to GSS, GSS to SHS, SHS to tertiary. Yeah. My, my mom loved education. So, I mean, we were four siblings. Everybody, my mom made sure, will proper, proper have good education. God bless your mom. You've mentioned it quite a few times, and I think I... I'm, Shout out to my dad, too. Shout out to my dad, too. Yeah. My, my, dad, my dad has been very helpful for, to the whole family. But then again, on my side, people keep saying, why do I always mention my mom's name? I don't mention my dad's name. Because you should, you, should, you should hear my sister speak as well. Always speaking about my dad. Yeah. So you're balancing it. Yeah, I think we, we came from that kind of a family. My dad had more of his focus on my sister and my, my other brothers. And my mom had her focus on me. Right. That is why I have more stories with my mom more than my dad. It's not like my dad didn't take care of me. You didn't train to give you the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a lot of memories with my, my mom more. Kwame, you mentioned, you mentioned a channel, Kwame. He's a big, a big friend of this Springboard Foundation. He's, 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 he's like a quite a bit. Come again, he's like a godfather to you? Yeah. Right. I mean, I learned a lot of things from him. Right. Have you done a collaboration together? Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool, okay. yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. That's a recent one. Yeah, the recent one. Right. Before that, we have another song, Inobi, My Mother. 
But it wasn't on his album, so he didn't he didn't it wasn't as big as Yako. Yako Yako was too big. Yeah. That's nice. Let's talk about your life after winning the artist of the year in twenty twenty. How did it change your life? It changed quite a lot of things. Like I said earlier on, and people don't forgive you for normal human vulnerabilities anymore. And they they, they think you're special. So people try to put things in a more insidious way. Because oh yeah, access of the year and this is all Kasasi and this is all Yesi and this is all Tanasi. And it, it makes it quite difficult for for I mean because you can't make everybody happy. This is what we find ourselves. We, we are doing a craft where we can't make everybody happy. So we try as much as possible to make those who are ready to be happy, happy. That's it. And, and we just move on. So the artist of the year, it comes with a lot of in backlash and it comes with a lot of pressure. And people actually cross fingers waiting For to see if you could make it again. Let me, let me, let me find out from you. I mean, you, when you were small, you wanted to be big. Mm-hmm. Now that you are big, you are realizing that being big is not, not as nice as it looks from. But I'm sure between being small and being big, you still think they're big. Of course, I mean, <laughs> I, I was saying some time ago that if, um, um, I mean, if there is another word, if there is reincarnation, I want to go back and come as Kwame Nijin. Wow. Again, Why? Yes, because I think I have something only few people in the world has it. It, it's, it makes me special. It makes me special, and the and the and the the favor of anything I touch turns into gold. I I it's something I want to have again. But that's a very powerful statement. Yeah, you are contented, aren't you? I'm super happy. I'm excited. I bless God all the time for making me me. Mm. I was saying one. What my biggest fear is waking up one day and I won't be me again. Uh, I wake sense? up and I mean when I go out, people don't refer to me as rock star. Like, ah. How did the name rock star come up? Me coming from the rocks and being a star. Because I mean, life wasn't off. easy. Yeah. Yeah. My mom says this all the time. Life wasn't easy. Because, I mean, I'm for the rocks and finally I'm here today. So, coming from the rocks and being a star, I merged the two and I, I think I got a rock star. So, it's not a rock star with guitar and making, I mean, yeah, it sounds like that doing rock music. Okay. But my rock star, that's the definition for my rock star. And then when I say rock star, then you say what? African number one. African you number one. You didn't come here to joke. No, no, no. Charlie, I like that. All right, so let me, let me, let me just tell you my 10 lessons I've picked from this beautiful conversation. And then when I, when I come back to you, I'm going to ask you to, to speak to those who are from the rocks, but who are not yet stars. Oh. Just tell them something, Charlie. Just hearing from you here. One minute, it will change their lives. These are my 10, 10 lessons from Kwame Eugene. Number one, he says, he grew up, growing up, he grew up in a rough neighborhood and started singing in church. And his inaugural performance broke the stage. But that became also the leverage and the platform to step out of the ghetto and begin to explore his career. Lesson number two, role model. His mother is his biggest icon, biggest role model. And he says, She's the greatest influence in his life, his faith, his character, his philosophy, and even the lyrics of his songs. Even praying for him and encouraging him provided lyrics for some of his songs. Number three is about the MTN hitmaker. He says he heard about the hitmaker in his teens, but had to wait a couple of years to participate or compete. And he thanks God that he did because that made him more mature and more ready to sail on from there. 
to become who he was or who he is. Fourth one is Angela. He says, Angela made me. That was a turning point. And his first travel to the UK was to perform Angela at the wedding of James and Angela. The fifth one is about composition. He says, music comes naturally. And he, he plays different instruments. But he composes differently for different situations. For instance, um, the way Angela came was different from the way Confucian came. And when Angela came, they said, this is a one-off. Then he did Confucian, hoping that they would stop. And they still said it after a number of tracks until he realized that they were not changing their minds and he composed the song, If You Wish Me Well, to tell them, listen, Charlie, leave me alone to perform my crafts. <laughs> and then on, on lyrics, he says, he has all kinds of policy to his lyrics and therefore he feels a sense of responsibility to communicate a good message. And so every song has at least a message in it, even if there's a place of fun and everything, there's still some message hidden somewhere. Number seven is about my favorite evangelism. He says, music is a more effective means of evangelism than any other form. He says, he sees himself as an evangelist spreading good morals and he also tends to like old time music because the, the words in it are like a prayer. Number eight, he says, the industry is not kind and is quite unforgiving and especially um, it doesn't forgive your vulnerability or appreciate your vulnerability he says that especially when you win awards and go higher there is absolutely pressure on you number nine he says music evolves he says in his days of Adama, he would hire speakers hire equipment just to do one show or one song but today he does everything on his tablet and that's Ease of releasing also means more pressure and more competition. To be able to stand out, you must have the talent and you must have the networks and you must have divine favor. The final one, another one that's my favorite, is about contentment. He says he thanks God every day for making him come, Eugene. And one of his biggest fears is to wake up one day and not become Eugene. I think I like that one. It's beautiful. Funny. This is your microphone, this is your, your camera, this is your audience, and especially those who come from the rocks want but, but want to be stars. What would you tell them? Hi, Jorge Star Kwame Eugene. So, wherever you find yourself, um, if things it looks like, if, if it's looking like things are not okay at the moment, I think all I would say is, first, my mom would say, God first, then man will follow. And second, patience you need to have patience for whatever you are doing if that thing is going to work if you have if you have the view that this thing is surely going to work have patience for it and never stop and embarking towards it so be creative be innovative be strong be hopeful be optimistic you have all the help if there is no one at least there is God in yourself so start something keep pushing and again God first Man will follow your rock star Africa number one. Eh? We didn't come here to play. We didn't come here to. We can't come on all this, all this, all this. I mean, walk all the way here, come and play. Charlie, <laughs> we didn't come to play. We came to bring out Kwame Eugene in the engine room on Springboard, your virtual university. Kwame, I've had a lot of fun listening to Same you, here. and I look forward to doing this again 
When I win the next award, let's have another conversation. I know I've been the award. Tell him, bring it to the next everything. But a big thank you to you for coming and, and to all your fans for yeah. cheering you on and a special prayer for your mom, for your dad, for your family, for thank giving you. us Kwame Eugene. And one thing is certain. You will wake up one day to find out you are not Kwame Eugene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will remain Kwame Eugene. I, will, I have to. <laughs> on behalf of MTN Pulse, the Enterprise Group, UMB Bank, the Multimedia Group, and the Graphic Communications Group, my name is Albert Okran from inside the engine room saying God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. We are out. If you think I'm gonna leave you
Turn it.